Hi, everybody. This is Gunner from Building Ideas and Solving Problems. I'm sitting here with Kyle. It's the last day of the uh, Davis Media Access uh, Building Ideas show. Next year, it'll be 2017. You're on 95.7 FM on your dial or kdrt.org outside the coverage area. So t- stay tuned. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about expansion and a little bit about inclusion. We could call it a metaphysical moment. And I'd like to say... Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and Joyous Kwanzaa. Anybody can call in and give us any other ones that we, uh, you know. Yeah. I think that covers the masses. Stay tuned. We've all got something to find out and learn about, all of us always. So. Oh, you got a new recorder over there. I see that. Did you do your... Uh, there's something about that new recorder. I, Jeff was saying on his emails, and I can't remember what it was, because I figured maybe yeah. you'd see it. We might have to go without the music today. Oh, we could do that. Can't we do that? Yeah, unless we just holler at Alex, and then he comes in here, and it becomes a whole ordeal. Probably just go without. Yeah, let's go. Well, let's go without. How's everybody doing out there today? This is Kyle from Building Ideas and Solving Problems. You are... Listening to us, we're broadcasting out of Davis, California. We hope to have two antennas here soon, thanks to your incredible donations. We very much appreciate your love, your money, and how did George Carlin say it so poetically? Oh, about the religious thing, thank you for the money, all the above. We love you as people, we love you as guests, we thank you for listening, but thank you for your money. Oh, yeah. Well, now the antennas you. will be doubled, hopefully, and you know, in the next months, it will just be so clear, it'll be crazy. It'll be crazy. Anyway, that's what happened, and thank you again for all that, all your help. So last week we talked a little bit about this and a little bit about that. Now you know what they're talking about on the news. One of the things they're talking about on the news is fake news. So we'll try not to step in any potholes, psychological potholes, excuse the pun, that, uh, that would uh, have us uh, be guilty of such an infraction. And I think we should take this chance to kind of just call – you know, two-thirds of it, three-quarters of it, whatever that percentage of it is, is is that it's possibly fake news because there's 24-hour media now. Think about it. They have to make stuff up to keep things going. I mean, we used to have Walter Cronkite, if you will, for one hour, and that used to cover basically the news. So I think probably fake news is kind of like something that would – almost like naturally come out of the fact that you're offering news too often. We're you're having to make it up. We've got so many stations and so many people, and I guess they just run out, so they just have to make it up as they go. Cronkite never talked 24-7. <laughs> and he just gave us the news. Oh, and I have two apologies to, to make and or to say that I'm wrong. We like wrong Wednesdays out there, by the way. You have to... Admit when you're wrong in life, and I was wrong twice, I guess, in the last week or two, and I'll go over that sometime here. And uh, I would like to maybe start saying thank you as well. I heard this guy that was very wise with men and women and their relationships, and they said that certain groups of people have a harder time saying thank you. And a lot of things that are done are kind of just assumed, you know, like... Somebody comes home, the man or the woman, from an eight-hour workday, and that person's supposed to come in and say, thank you, honey, for the dinner that you made, the male or the female, right? Because it's either way here. And the guy said, you know, he should thank her for the meal. But 
did she thank him or her for the eight-hour workday if she's at home or he's at home? So in other words, there are not enough thank yous in this country from both sides, from both people, from all people. You know, a lot of us have it down, Pat, and here's to you. A lot of us need help with saying thank you. So I want to start off by saying thank you, folks, for listening enough to two people to call in and complain about us. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, it's, uh, the thank you is, is more uh, finitely defined as an acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. And acknowledgement in the right place and appropriately delivered is power. So we want to thank those who, who've shared and told their truth. And, uh, and we've got it. And we, we've, I'm, I'm telling you, when you uh, have something to learn, I mean, you can be telling somebody something about anything. And, and you, you'll find that when you're in the process of teaching, that you're also in the process of learning. And uh, we all do make mistakes. We don't try to, but we make them inadvertently, and sometimes we make them carelessly. But I apologize for anything I did in 2016 that was careless and or wrong. And I certainly apologize for any inaccuracies because I try to be accurate. That, that is the uh, essence of the show is accuracy. And in four years, these are the only two mistakes we ever made. Well, we, you know, we try to be accurate, and uh, I'm kidding. Little it, joke there. Oh no, but it, we, we, we just want you to know that uh, uh, we just give it to you straight. And do we endorse anybody? Not really. I mean, you might jump to conclusions, but I'm going to talk a little bit about expansion and inclusion because I think it's worthwhile. And if you do happen to get the the what I'm saying. Uh, a fundamental shift can take place in your ground of being. So that, that can be a powerful thing, and it sounds a little airy-fairy or metaphysical when I say that some th things like that, but I mean them to be what they are. We all have a ground of being or a space, and uh, uh, sometimes we don't know what to do with it, so we fill it with vodka and or marijuana and or Another opiates. three glasses of wine. There you go. We think is healthy, but maybe if we drink the whole bottle, maybe it's not. Yeah, Maybe moderation is the key to health, I think, you know. I want to share the wisdom of my barbers. I'll, and and uh, Dave and John, no, heck knows they're not listening. But anyway, these guys are in Sacramento to this day. Wonderful barbers on the corner of 24th and J. And I, speaking of this, I remember, I said, how do you guys do it? I said, you know, I'm going through the time in my life where I have to drink less. My body can't take it. It can't break it down. I just can't. I want to drink a <laughs> X amounts of beer. Maybe I shouldn't say that on the air, but I just can't do that anymore. And so they said, you get good at sipping. Yeah. I'll never forget it. Either John or Dave just looked at me and goes, sip it. Yeah, I scuba dove with a professional diver that took pictures at 100 and up to, 100, up to 200 feet. Now, for any of you that scuba dive, that's very deep. And when you're down that deep, if you're not a very experienced diver, you will suck up a can of air quicker than an old dog can turn around and scratch himself. And then you got to go back up, and that puts a lot of nitrogen in your blood that go in and out uh, at that depth. So you can only dive so long before you have to not dive or you will get uh, uh, the bends. So anyway, he would sip his air. I asked him, I said, how do you stay down so long and, and take such incredible photos? This guy is a famous photographer, an author, 
And uh, he took underwater photos that were just spectacular. But you've got to be down there and do that. And he said he sipped his air. He literally consciously sipped his air. And that's probably what some of us should do with life is sip life, not try to drink it all in one gulp. That's a definitely, I have that written down as far as relax, as far as fake news. You know, let things, if you hear something, I mean, you know, do you really need to know right away? Just kind of let it filter through your friends, the neighbor. Let a week go by, you know, find out if it actually was in a thing. If it's nothing, it'll probably go away and then it'll be the next topic. You know, and on the other hand, if you find yourself with some time and you're sitting back on your recliner, Google it and find out and then find three or four sources to make sure it's actually valid. <laughs> I think we were had a, a little bit of a conversation about the, the current events, uh, the new president-elect and the old president or not, not going to be president uh, candidate. And uh, I, that's why this week I want to talk about expansion psychological expansion and then i want to talk about inclusion and i'll put the two together and hopefully i can make a a story out of it that makes uh that you get and it, it actually makes sense expansion so, and ex exclusion and inclusion not exclusion oh, inclusion expansion and inclusion so what happens when you expand is you become bigger than the circumstances in your life so if you have a to Z circumstances, you have the ones that you are conscious of, uh, and some of them you don't like or you don't want. Well, in order to have sanity and or complete the process I'm about to tell you about expanding and including, you have to expand and include the things in your life you like and accept and the things in your life you can't stand or you don't accept. But you expand and to, to, in order to, include those things psychologically so that you can create a context and hold them. And when you do this, you make a fundamental shift in your ground of being from being at the effect of those circumstances in your life that affect you, you don't care for, and you don't like, and so they, they take issue with you, to being at the cause of so instead of the problems that you have in life having you you can actually fundamentally have the problems and the significant difference is that instead of being at the effect when you make that shift you're at cause and it's a very powerful subtle phenomenon to be causing the circumstances in your life versus them affecting you sometimes very negatively that's why we go to the sky or the sky vodka or the agave is, or is it a short analysis of you going to from a state of reactivity to proactivity it's something like that kyle but it happens in a in a in a place called no time so it's a fundamental shift that happens not in time but uh but it happens in you can you give us an example can uh, we role play Okay, I, uh, I'll think of something here. If I hate my ex-wife. He's, he's got a couple. Yeah, well, i got a couple. <laughs> so I, that, there we go. It's not just one. I it's don't not hate any of one. them, but I've kind of given up hating. <laughs> but uh, if I was to take it back up, the ex-wives would be on the top of the list. <laughs> of course. But since as I, you would be as well. Since I've given up hate, uh, the Swami Mukananda once said that uh, hate is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. 
So hate's not a good thing, and um, everything we're saying today, and we've said for the last times we've been on the show, is to assist you, not to hurt you. So uh, We're trying to build an idea and solve a problem. So I have an ex-wife, and she did me wrong, and I know she did me wrong, and I have the evidence that she did me wrong, she, like she walked across my heart like it was Texas. So she broke my heart. Okay, so this is the example. This is the example. So what I do is I take, I'm a, you know, I'm a smart guy, I've got this, I've got that, I've got dogs that love me, I've got some friends, I've got some stuff, and I have this ex-wife that's horrible, was horrible, not horrible now, but was horrible, maybe still horrible, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it's in my, it's, it, it, it's psychologically I'm ha- I'm expanding to include these things, even my not so uh, benevolent ex-wife. And for this role play, we're calling her horrible. She's still horrible. She's still horrible. Okay, and uh, not to her mother, but to everybody else. Anyway, I once said that if the the definition of, of rattlesnake, they'd have a picture of her. So she's a she's a bad one. Anyway, you 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 take and you have this ex-wife that I have. I actually have one of those. That's like that. And I include that in my whole <laughs> process of, of what I have in life. And I've fundamentally created a context, psychologically, but very powerfully. And I have that, and I've done this actually, so that my ex-wife is no longer bothers me to have had the ex-wife. I'm, at, I'm a better person having expanded and included her and all the good things I've done. So I've done some good things, I've done some bad things, and I've done some stupid things. She, she was under the stupid things category. and uh, She and said so, the same thing about you. Uh, yeah, she did. She, actually, she did. So, <laughs> so we're actually somewhat compatible in some kind of a there weird, we go. weird way. Perfect. So, Love at first sight. So when you expand and include the things in your life that you don't like, and there are things in, in Davis, people are in Davis right now, and they have things in their life they don't like. And, 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 and you can just think about that. And when you include those things in your ground of being, then the shift that can happen is that all of a sudden they don't bother you anymore. You just have those things, and they don't have you. So it's a very subtle thing. But to have something, to actually have something, it keeps it from having you. Okay, I'm still trying to be – I'm too analytical for this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just try one more time here. I'm gonna, we're going to take it away from you. We're going to say – guy down the street here has a neighbor that uses his leaf blower too much uh-huh. and it pisses him off yeah. it's too loud he hates it he just want to go he feels like strangling the guy uh-huh. he knows better so he doesn't yeah now what now put that into this picture how do you deal with that what are you talking about i would talk to my neighbor and say you know i would i would befriend him and say hey you know i talk about personal harmony and and and, and sleeping in and, and and this moron gets here at seven or whatever happens and I would explain to him how it's such an annoying thing. And in the and at the end of the day, when the leaf blowers have all blown their leaves, hell, they didn't pick anything up. They just blew it somewhere. But I mean, in the essence of this, this expanding, this inclusion, it sounds so profound. It's, I'm trying to understand it. So the basics of it is is what? Well, the basis for uh, the act of creating a context or expanding and including is not something that you can understand. It's just something you can know. Okay. And if you try to break it down into your mind, then it gets it it, it, it doesn't figure. But the subtlety is to go from it having you 
to you having it. And it's very subtle. But if you just allow that, allow it to have you uh, to the point, and then create this context and, and, and where you have it. Well, an easy an example I could think of in my life is, is when alcohol had me. Exactly. At one point. Exactly. I drank it too often. And you know, again, not like it or whatever, but hey, you know, it seemed as though I always had to have it with me. That's not like that anymore. So now I have it. I mean, young guys. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Is young, that an example? Young guys develop a habit of wanting to feel good and have fun and be in satori, which is peak experience. It's Japanese word. And, and In so, English, that's drunk. Yeah. And so we would go out and, you know, party, chase around, have fun, be there, be here now, you know, do what we did. And alcohol played a very big part in that. And so at some point you realize, God. You know, and then you, you overdo it, and the next day you feel hungover, and you think, God, why did I do that? Well, I was having a lot of fun at the time. And then when you get to the point where somebody has to tell you whether you had fun or not, I think it's time to kind of lighten up on the alcohol. But you've got to expand and include the fact that maybe you overdrank, or maybe you're an alcoholic. Now, Moderation. Nobody can tell you you're an alcoholic. You have to decide and discover that for yourself. I've been to, oh, I don't know, several AA meetings. Uh, helping others get off alcohol and drugs. A little hint, if you're drinking every day, you're getting there or probably are one. And again, alcoholics is a big word. Uh, again, but you're drinking too much probably if you're drinking every day. And you know, you just got to really start thinking about how much you're drinking because it really does sneak up on you. And to the young ones out there, you know, just drink it moderately or don't start it at all or whatever else. But anyway, you have a reading to do. It's Yes, not I do. I had a shrink. And I met the first shrink I've ever had in my life, and I went to see her for a while. And she told me, the first thing she said to me, she was, she was a cocaine addict. And I was looking for the straws, the mirror, and where was the blow. And then she went on to tell me she hadn't used it in 20 years. I'm thinking, my God, <laughs> she's, a, she's not a very good addict anymore. So She's anyway, kicked it. She, the, beca she, she became in charge of it. The point is is that, when you, that, that the, what they believe in AA and NA is that once you're an addict, you're always an addict. Okay. I don't know if I buy that. I, well, you know. Friends of the Davis Library. Friends of the Davis Public Library support the Davis Stevens Branch Library in fundraising, facilities planning, development of collections, children's programs, and the promotion of the library as a cultural center for the city of Davis. For membership and donation information, visit davislibraryfriends.org. And I just want to remind the two per people that one I talked to on the phone, thank you very much for calling me. And about Palestine, I made a, a, a reference to Palestine last show, and another gentleman wrote us a letter, and I said something about we almost elected a criminal. She's a D student. She stole from foreign governments, and I want to explain that version, and we gradually will here throughout this show, and uh, I have a challenge for both of you because I don't think I'm as wrong as you think I am. Or I don't think, how do you say it, Gunnar? What would be another way to I say it? I would use the word accurate because wrong and right is a positionality about accuracy and or not accuracy. So when you get into the right wrong, you're getting into who says what's wrong and who says what's right. And, and I, I, I can short form that and understand what you're talking about. So I might be more accurate than they may think. Exactly. I think you might want to keep it that much more objective rather than subjective. There we go. Anyway, we'll... Uh We'll get to that here shortly or sometime. Yeah. So so expanding and including is like that. Uh, okay, hold on. We have a caller. 
collar. Building ideas. I'll read off our uh, disclaimer. Building ideas and solving problems with Gunner and Kyle will freely offer advice, but makes no guarantees regarding the veracity of any opinions shared on the air. Also, we assume no liability for said claims. And kids, please don't try this at home. You can contact us at info, I-N-F-O, at KDRT.org, or you can call us at 530-757-2419. That 757-2419 number is the big cheeses. Our number is different, but you can talk to them, and then maybe they can bring something in. If you're not the type of person that likes to talk on the air, that's another option to you. If you do call in, like somebody is now on with us, they have two options when you call in. You can either just tell Gunner something real quick, because we're both in the same studio. We don't have the luxury of somebody answering the phones. Or just say real quick, you know, why I want to go on, da 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 then he'll put you on. And, again, that's the call-in number is 530-757-2419. So the last thing we were talking about, and you're on the line, yes? Yes. Okay, you went, and the last thing we were talking about is right-wrong versus accuracy. So go ahead. What do you have to say about that? Uh, well, you, you can talk to people and say they're wrong, but everybody is right from their point of view. Looking at the truth is like looking at a diamond. I can say the face of the diamond is blue. You can say the face of the diamond is green, and we're both right. Uh, a paradox is, is when two mutually exclusive ideas are both correct. Do you know what a paradox is? Yes. When, when they can't both be right at the same time. A paradox is when you have two doctors standing next to each other. It's a paradox. Go ahead. And uh, what else? Two plus two equals four, doesn't it? And one one says you've got cancer, you've got 30 days to live, and the other one says, uh, you know, you're going to live to be 100. Well, when I present ideas ideas and people don't like them or something or they say I'm wrong, I say, and they call me on it, I say, it's okay if I'm wrong because if I say two plus two is five, the universe will not collapse. Well, that's the, yeah, but, you know, and that's nice and warm and fuzzy and very politically correct of you. But two plus two is four. Yeah. That's the German in me. It's the two. Well, I, I say I don't force my opinions on other people. We can have a rich <laughs> discussion. On you. If everybody. Yeah. Well, you don't, but I do. Say, that's simple enough for me to count on my one hand. If, if everybody can say their opinion, then we can all listen to each other. We can have a rich discussion. We don't have to insist that one person's always right. But as far as. Don't do this at home. Everything I see on TV, I try at home. Well, good. <laughs> you know where that phrase came from, don't try it at home? Where? It started with the Three Stooges. They said, kids, don't try this at home. Yeah, you poke an eye out and just slap, really? slap each other on the ears and cause oh. a concussion. There had to be something before the Three Stooges. The Keystone Cops. Marx, Marx Brothers? I mean, you know, didn't They're they the, just find the, out some radical thing in a cave that, oh, I read that on Facebook. I can't remember what it was. Something they found out that was... Oh, anyway. Anyway, my point to Kyle was that wrong and right are not as as dialed in to what we're trying to achieve here. What we're trying to achieve here uh, in a, the most finite way is the, the true truth, the actual truth. There's so much fake news out there, and there's so much BS. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> some of these famous news, uh, Bruce, Brian Williams and different people have told stories and, and, and been caught on it and found out, wow, they just blew that out of proportion or they made that something it wasn't. Yeah, but before you guys came on, there was an, half an hour earlier, there was somebody on your radio station giving a, a story about fake news. Yeah, yeah oh, I heard a, that. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah, that's the corporate station, though. That, that's a good little thing. I like that. His voice is well, very soothing. Bill Bonner has sent out a newsletter today about fake news. 
Fake news. Yeah. Well, you know, if you watch primary colors, they the Clintons have been aware of fake news from way long ago. I'm not sure they didn't master it all. But anyway, hey, I got a question for you. You ready, Greg? Uh-huh. You're going to help us with this. We're going to talk about this Palestinian thing. Let's replay it as best as we can, Gunner. You were talking... Gunner was talking. I owe this gentleman an explanation or an apology or an I'm, I'm wrong about. I said off the cuff, like sometimes people do, I got a little good old boy about it. And I said, well, the Israelis are kicking the Palestinians out anyway. Because Gunner was talking about, you were talking about what? I was talking about uh, housing the homeless. And the Israelis have uh, decided to build a place outside the town for homeless to go. And if they want to leave the state, they give them $3,500 as long as they guarantee, they promise not to come sign a contract saying they won't come back. So as we were talking about that, all that, I kind of off the cuff said, oh, well, what does it matter? The Israelis are kicking all the Palestinians out. Well, I guess it wasn't a very good joke because I had a gentleman that called me up and we had a 15-minute conversation. It was quite lovely. And he shared with me that there's still 20% or so. And I, I checked out the data. I went on the computer and that's about right. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I'm looking at a picture here. Where in 1947, there was a heck of a lot of green. This picture, it goes from green to white. That and was the year, I think, Israel became a state. 46, 47. 47, 48, after yeah. the war there and all. Yeah, right. And there was 95%-ish of Palestinians or Palestinian land. Now we're down to 20% Palestinians, and it doesn't look like they got much land. So anyway, what's your knowledge of all that? Well, Shlomo Sand, and if you read his book, it looks like Palestinians and the, and, and, the, and the Jews who are fighting are the same people. If you go back 1,400 years, no, they or may, go back uh, 2,000 years. They may look the same, and they may be of the same breed, you might say, but they definitely have a different uh, uh, philosophy on life, and they, and they fight over it. It's the tribalness of that region. Uh, well, anybody can get brainwashed in anything, into anything when they're young. They, they talked about the Americans grabbing Indians or Indians grabbing Americans 200 years ago. The idea was if you could grab a kid before he was eight years old, you could brainwash him into your organization. But, but after the age of eight, you could not brainwash him. Well, I think brainwash might be you might be overusing that in that particular it's uh, a, definition. I do like that. It's an interesting. And, Greg, is it fair to me to ask your religion on the air? Or your well, I've, F- checked them all, I've checked them all out. I, I grew up Catholic. Or your, ethni- and then uh, or your ethnicity. I, I, I hung out with Jews and rabbis for 20 okay. years, had 20 Hebrew teachers. I hung out with Muslims. Uh, I hung out with Mormons. I, I, hung out, I hang out with everybody, uh, Buddhists, okay. uh, Sikhs, uh, Hindus. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a point of view. The Jews say, who is wise? He who can learn from each person. The Muslims say, go even unto China for knowledge. And the Muslims also say, it's in their holy books, um, the other nations exist for us to get to know them, not to beat them up. Mm. Amen. Peace. Yeah, well, All we need Hindus, is Hindus, love. Hindus would say, you are me. Where There's one consciousness for the whole universe. If I do something bad to you, I'm doing something bad to me because we're the same person. Now, that's very inclusive. And the Buddhists? Um, I think they're atheists. Uh-huh. What I read 40 years ago about Buddhists today will sometimes argue me argue with me on that uh-huh. yeah, they'll say something Zen Buddhism will say if I do something bad to you I'm doing something bad to me it's similar to the Hindus yeah we're, we're the same person well the, the... And, and also Marianne Williamson said when I'm talking to you 
she's she's uh, cancer. You're the uh, you're the dragon. Uh-huh. Uh, she used to give speeches every other Monday in L.A. and every other Monday in New York. Uh, when she was 13 or 14, her daddy took her to Vietnam to show her what war was like, so she wouldn't get sucked into the military industrial complex. Okay, uh, one book is A Return <laughs> to Love. If you want to read her, she has 40 tapes out there you can buy. What's her name? Marianne Williamson said. Marianne dot com. Marianne Williamson said. I forgot what she said. Yeah, now you sound uh, like you're one. plugging a book. No, I, I plug her. She's she's wonderful, but <laughs> uh, she, mm, so I can't she, remember what, what it was. Her dad took her to took her to show her the, the the ravages of war. Yeah, probably after the Vietnam War, huh? During the during the war. During the oh, he took her 14. over there during the time. If, wow. If if she was born in '52, how mm-hmm. add 14 years to that? That'd be <clears> 1966. 66, yeah. Well, she that they were. They oh, were yeah. in the middle yeah, of that she, political squirmish. I wondered dude, about that I, one. I, I got it. I, I remember what what I say. Go ahead. About what she said. Um, there's one consciousness for the whole universe. So um, that ties in with the Jewish or Muslim idea of oneness, oneness mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. There's one consciousness for the entire universe. So she would say in her speech in Hollywood, when I'm talking to you and you're listening to me, where does my mind end and yours start? It's just there's just one mind. Oh boy! Now, well, the, now I feel like I'm in high school with my best friend having a philosophical conversation have, over our third drink. Have you met any Zen Buddhists? Have you met some? Haven't you, <laughs> Kyle? I don't know. Well, okay, I have met some, and they're very uh, Zen-like in nature. Excuse the pun. Well, you guys are all about solving problems. I should tell you about my new roommate. I've got. No, he, no, no. He, Hold he, on. Bright. Hold on. We got ideas for starting two businesses, and uh, <laughs> we're going to make some money. Oh, well, do you want to tell that on the air? No, it's a secret. If I tell you, you'll steal my idea. Oh, well, now give us, you're thinking. Give us one of the ideas that you're not going to use. This gentleman <laughs> has two ideas. I guarantee he has a third that he's not going to use. Yeah, people will steal the idea and capitalize on it if it's a good idea. The best way to save the idea is uh, write it up, mail it to yourself. And then uh, uh, keep it sealed. And you have to go to court. You can open it up in front of the judge. See, I wrote it first. All right. Hey, Gunner. Interesting. Grab this and act as my attorney, so to speak, in a fun, loving way. And Ralph's the gentleman is the name. We'll call Ralph the, about the Palestine thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry for what I said. I, what I said was inaccurate. But I want to say it wasn't too too darn far from being accurate. How would you better say it? Well, you know what I mean? Cuz I did say that they're, you know, the Israelis are, you know, pushing the Palestinians out. Well, it seems like they went from 95% down to 20. So something's happening. And again, we're not this show. This is just we kind of got off base. Mm-hmm. And but uh am I am I saying it right? I thought you said it very well. I thought you said it very accurately. Accurately. You know, it doesn't have to be you know, laced in gold. And he wasn't mad, the gentleman that called me. He just kind of wanted to say, hey, you know, whoa. I like guys that yeah. call in and, and try to get things cleared up. That's, uh, you know, that's a, I think that's a, a, a sign of character. That was cool. All right, well, then give me that back if you're not going to say anything else. Yeah, I got the no, other one on the I, bottom to do. Yeah, okay, you do the other thing on the bottom. But I thought you said it well. And uh, you were accurate, too. And, Ralph, thank you for calling in. We'll call you Ralph. The caller in are on the Palestine, my uh, off-the-wall comment. And, again, we just kind of uh, we stick to building ideas and solving problems. We've been doing this for four years. Honestly, I don't think you could find five falsehoods if you went back and listened to all our shows because we try to keep on track, try to keep simple things that we know about 
and uh, you know use the clubs in our bag that we're familiar with rather than talking about the driver that we haven't a clue. I got a nice uh, putter and a nice driver. Yeah, well, if you can putt, uh, that's uh, half the battle. Did, did you hear what Johnny Carson said to Ar- Arnold Palmer's wife on TV? No. Yes. Should I say it? I don't know. He watches Con- Johnny Carson. It was on TV in the 60s. I know. Something about well, the driver. What he Arnold, said. Arnold Palmer's wife would said to Johnny Carson that before every golf match, she cleans all his um, um, golf clubs uh, <laughs> and, 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 and cleans all his, golf, all his balls. Yes. Greg, do you have any other closing points here before we and, let you go? Johnny Carson said, I sure bet that perks up his putter. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, is that okay? Well, I'm glad you called in. Thank so, you. I'm asking about your uh, policy. There's no uh, conspiracy theories on your show. No, we're no, not. No. We're one of these days what, next year, we're going to have a conspiracy day or something like that. We're going to have you on. And you know, make sure make sure everybody here is okay with it. I don't think they have a big problem with it. But no, it's not our thing. We're building ideas and solving problems. Conspiracy, Greg. You know my opinion on conspiracy. We do, are the conspiracy. You know, Us, the people, are the do, conspiracy because they don't get involved. So they allow these things to happen by their lack of mo- mo- movement and involvement. We actually so have integrity know, on purpose. And we, do we, you know who invented the phrase conspiracy or coined the? phrase conspiracy theory in the first place no i don't it was uh the uh, cia in re- in in response to all the uh, new theories about john f kennedy assassination oh yeah so when cia stops controlling the news and creating fake news then we will stop making compar- conspiracy theories greg merry christmas happy hanukkah and thank you very much for calling adios. in adios I think that's right on the thing. The you had the down lower or whatever. Or, yeah. Or uh, yeah. Could, could he? He could hear me though because yeah, I had, could, so I had, yeah. I had to be I, down. Yeah. You think I'd get it right after all this time? But not, people don't call all the time, and I, 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 I foul out from moment to moment. At any rate, thank you for that. That was good. Uh, I have met different religions, and most of them. Uh, well, I tell you, the Zen Buddhists are very loving and very caring and very not. Uh, they don't exaggerate. They don't exaggerate. So that that's the essence of the Zen Buddhists is that everything is the way it is and there's nothing colored up or lit up. I mean, you'd have to give them a half a bottle of sky, I think, to get them to start blowing things out of proportion. You know, we used to talk about how how long the fish were and how big the horns were on the bucks we killed, and you know, and I guess that just goes on and on and on. It could do in sports and everything like that. But this happened to be about buck hunting and fishing, and the guy was catching fish that it was too big to be in the stream he was talking about. So this one guy said to this whole crowd of guys that was just running amok and really exaggerating, he says, yeah, well, me and my friend, we went to this one slough, and we went all the way back in, and uh, we got some of the biggest bullfrogs we ever got in our life. But just before we went out, we dropped the lantern, and it went right down to the bottom of the slough, and we left it. We couldn't get it. The next year, we came back, went to the exact same place, and believe it or not, that lantern down there was still lit. And all the guys were looking around and thinking, hmm, wow, wow. And then he looks at them and he'd say, now, you guys want to knock some of the few inches off those fish and make those horns back to reality, I'll go ahead and blow out that lantern. (laughs) 
BS is something that happens in in life. We, you know, the the truth. The, we, we like to tell the truth, but the bottom line is, is it's much more fun to exaggerate and tell. You know, make it make it pretty, make it stretch smell the story. Yeah, put some paint on and make it you know shine. I don't know. That's life. On the show, we tried to become. We tried to get you the skinny of it, the truth, what's really going on. Again, uh, I don't know. Let me. I got. Uh, may I talk about? Uh, Kind of spend five minutes making everybody go into their Christmas time, maybe, and not think about politics at all. Yeah, Christmas is in five days, isn't it? In five days. Yeah. And maybe kind of just, do you have a reading there you want to do first? Yeah, let me do it real quick. KDRT is your community radio station, and we love to connect with you beyond the airwaves. If you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, please like, follow, or subscribe to KDRT-FM. For fast access to KDRT's social channels, visit kdrt.org and click on the page top social buttons for, or visit your favorite social channels and search for KDRT-FM. See you on the social. Go ahead. I think we're all kind of felons in a way or we're guilty of something or we've a lot of us, most of us haven't paid our taxes correctly or haven't done our uh, car registration right or cheated on this or did that and too many of us have drifted afar to where we almost allow it anymore and they say a felon on the run is the happiest when he's finally caught I just want you to think about that because I think we're going to have a lot of newly formed happy people in our country because a lot of people were either you know just somebody that did a little bad or somebody that we are not necessarily felons here we're talking about but just cheated a little too much and then it got a little out of hand and some other people however they have so but anyway i think what we're going to start to find is is with this gunner and i talked about the monarchy we needed to get rid of the monarchy okay i hate to say it but we called it the republicans and the democrats as we knew them had to go they both were taking advantage of us to be nice 20 trillion dollars 100 trillion dollars so we talked about an independent party i always talk about an independent party i'm trying to walk you through this in a four minute more version just to kind of calm you so that you can relax you can enjoy yourself and know that donald trump is not going to let you down he's got a huge ego he's a businessman he loves doing it he loves winning he loves conquering he loves but he's also in hospitality think about it it's not just a hotel there's thousands of people that go through every one of his hotels i know his personality style he's a middle child he's a pleaser he likes to see people happy follow everything he's done cut out the fake news because all that crap about him where did it all go all of a sudden it's not there anymore is it well yeah because it's not making anybody win an election anymore but anyway if you study this guy, and again, if Davisonites are listening in, you have a tendency to be a little bit more refined. There's all walks of life out there that might be listening. But Donald Trump started out in New York, and his father took him to Manhattan and taught him to be refined, and he wanted to leave Queens and become more refined. He's been playing the refined fancy pants role and a Democrat most his life. I think he had a vision for that. He's more he's more of a Democrat than he is a Republican. I, I do a talking with a group of people on Facebook. 
that they're some of them are hardcore conservatives. They don't like him because he's not conservative enough. Well, the Glenn Becks and the, the God, the Mark Levin, and a lot of the very uh, very wise commentators on politics that have really done their homework uh, just would blast him for not being conservative. And and Glenn Beck ended up supporting uh, Ted Cruz. You're gonna calling these people wise now. Can I have the moment here? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Glenn Beck is twisted, turned. You said it. I've said it. He has turned into a globalist. He's turned into how would you name it? He's uh, fell from grace with the sea. Yeah, and he's all about money now. But anyway, that t- you're getting away from the. I'm subject. sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, all right. So anyway, on the road. Now, with all that said, believe me, you Gunner and I, being business people, we know Donald Trump is good. He's going to do good. It's not even a question with us. But again, we're not talking to us. Because there's a lot of people out there that are still worried about it. They have all kinds of nicknames for you all now. It's kind of become comical, and I don't want to make it that way. I want to try, I want to, try to walk you through it real quick. But first off, you've got to look at yourself, and you've got to admit what's going on. From what I understand, I don't know if you heard this, Gunner. I think this is true. This is the last thing I got. Mm-hmm. The Electoral College dealt big me- well, excuse me. The Electoral College dealt big media and Democratic Hillary Clinton one more final embarrassment. With nearly all the Electoral College votes cast, the former Secretary of State set a 104-year record for the candidate with the most faithless electors. If you fell for the big media hysteria, then you might be surprised to hear faithless electors are actually pretty common. And folks, Hillary lost more than Trump. It goes on to say, For all the headlines focusing on a one faithless elector in Texas who turned out to be a complete fraud, it would really surprise you to hear that Mrs. Clinton not only lost more electors than President Donald Trump, but the most of of any candidate in over 100 years. From what I heard last, Trump lost two electorates, Hillary lost five. They redid the voting, folks. Trump got more votes. Come on, look at this realistically. And then at the end here it says, in what was a shocking development to big media, a four Democratic electors in Washington State voted for someone other than Mrs. Clinton. The total was three for former Secretary of State Colin Powell, while the remaining ones voted Faith Spotted Eagle. Is that a joke? So they, four, the four delegates that didn't go, they uh-huh. voted against her. Three put in... Uh, Colin Powell and the other one said faith spotted eagle is that represent like what she's not or something yeah somebody else Mrs. Clinton only secured eight of the states total 12 electoral votes it says on the bottom here it's a fitting in to the presidential election in which the media coverage was so divorced from reality PPD PPD readers and millions of other Americans sometimes felt like they were in the twilight zone and that was, uh, what was this out of? This was December 19th, something on Facebook. I don't know exactly where this comes from. Anyway, you can look all that stuff up yeah. and confirm it all. Yeah. And w- the solution? We should demand more from our media. What else do you think? I know I got a couple quick points here. Um, cancel your papers if needed. If they're not bringing you good news, cancel it. Call them, tell them what you think. How can you make my paper better before I cancel it? Cancel your Comcast or your TV for three to six months. You know, make it. This is America. That's how we vote, by your dollar. What else? What do you think? What's another way of simplifying this or making media more honest? 
boy, they have been caught, and they and, and, and a majority of the people out there. Now there are some people who won't, won't accept this, but there are a, a majority of people out there really know that the media is uh, a phony baloney setup. They they don't uh, they just don't tell it straight, and they get more. They do it for ratings, and so I think most people have concluded. Well, ratings are more important than the truth, so they'll just say what they can say, embellish or blow it out of proportion, so that they can get the ratings. And people tell stories like that, like the fish was the 12 inch fish was actually 22 inches long when it really wasn't. So you know that just happens, and they're doing it for money and still living. And but most folks, if you ask them, they think they expect the news to have that quality of integrity. And you, we wish, we hope for that to come back, and let's work towards that. You but know, they, we, our, our we, star is Walter Cronkite. Let's go, let's aim for Walter Cronkite or something similar, something in between. 24-hour news is crazy, we all know it. So you, let, me, let me just read you one more thing to kind of get, again, you have to accept this, okay? It, your anger, your, again, trust me, most of the people we know that are in business and everything don't have a problem. We're sitting back smiling, thinking dad's in charge, all is good. Why? Because we know that that much about business, that's much about Donald Trump type and that. It's a type that you're not familiar with. And so you're basing your decisions in your head off of misinformation brought to you via fake news, which the Democrats probably achieve the best, but Republicans do it as well, and particularly around election time. So everything you're worried about most likely isn't even there for the most part. And what I said in the beginning is a way out of hell. So if you can't accept the truth and you can expand and know that you can't accept the truth, that's your reality. So you take and expand and include the fact that you don't accept the truth and won't accept the truth or cannot accept the truth, and you include that as a part of your reality, and that shift can happen, and you can actually not be at the effect of it, but you can uh, have it have it be something that you own you take ownership of it and miracles come out of thing uh, of that particular phenomenon i know it experientially and i can't explain it and i can't make you believe it but i'm saying it because i know it to be true and brought down to a simplistic level here i love that explanation but it's very deep from a simplistic level a lot of what is in front of you is nonsense but you have to be reminded that if you continue to read the paper, you might be – Denzel Washington said it the other day. If you don't read the paper, you're uninformed. But if you read the paper, you also have a good chance of being misinformed. That was Mark Twain's quote a long time ago. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then Denzel took it from him recently. Sure. Took it from Quain, but it that's It was fine. beautiful. And anyway, so, so TV is the same way and all the above. And just to give you – just to bring you in recently – again, this is going to keep happening. It's so all they do is – it's how they – right now, until we change the media, until we get the media to grow up, which they're not yet, most of it, they're going to continue to do this. They're going to bait you. Then they're going to reel you in. Then they're going to twist you. And let me just give you the most recent example. This is what they've said. This is what your Democratic Party, most of you that are freaking out are Democrats. I know that sounds bad, but that's true, right? It, it, it probably is. Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not true. Well, that's it seems to be true. And, and Two things. Something. Ahead. Some greater if percentage. If it's true, it's true. <laughs> if it's not true, it's not Think true. about this. Yesterday, just call it 20 days ago. The Electoral College is outdated, undemocratic, and needs to be abolished. That's what the Democratic Party from the media was telling you guys. It has to be abolished. Hillary won by popular vote. The, 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 the Electoral College is outdated, undocumented, and needs to be abolished. Now, 
Today, the founders, through their wisdom, created the Electoral College to prevent someone like Trump from becoming president. So now they're using Electoral College in the complete reverse to find out, hopefully, that Hillary somehow gets more electorals and you guys, or the Democrats, win. They have twisted a simple electoral college all in a period of 20 days and completely used it in the manner in which they wanted to, to sell advertisement, to please their base, to lie to you. Politicians are in the habit of lying, so they manipulate everything. And it just keeps going on. So now this gentleman that I, this is a Facebook friend of mine. I follow him and he's a radio guy. I should know his name and number. He wrote this and I think this is just awesome summation of it. He says, if you think for a second, and again, folks, I'm a registered independent. I'm for the independent registration. I'm for you to be registered as an independent. I would love for you to believe that Donald Trump is an independent. Because trust me, he's not a Democrat and he's not a Republican. He is an independent, and I love it. But anyway, so I hate the Republican Party as much as I love the Democratic Party, or hate the Democratic, both parties equally. You know what I mean? They're he, both. Yeah, he hates everybody equal. He's an equal. Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't have hate because then I would have the bad yeah, juju. Yeah, the poison. Yeah, we don't want the poison. Right. Anyway. He doesn't like it very much. Anyway, no, and they're just, you know what I mean, they're just using us, the Democrats and the Republican Party. And he, he, he says it this way. If you think for a second that the Democrats have any interest in democracy, just remember that they are posting videos advocating that the entire election now be turned over to some 535 people that were not on the ballot that no one knows anything about, that have been bombarded with everything from emails to death threats to change their vote, whose only duty is to certify the, certify the vote of their state not to take the election into their own hands, who could have been secretly bribed or their families threatened or their jobs threatened or who knows what else at the hands of the Democrats to throw the election long after it is over because of the Democrats' insatiable lust for power and control at any cost. And I would say darn near the same thing for the Republicans. Exactly. I was going to say, you might as well say it for the other party as well. Right. But in this case, the folks, the Republicans lost, so you're a little bit more whatever. Right. And again, you've got to start looking at this whole thing as far as, you know, I mean, the stock market's going up and up. It's It's a thought that the world leaders think he's a businessman. Things could be good for us. You have to open up your mind to the wonderful possibilities of this. And to the guy that called in, I did say that lowering regulations is a good thing, but I've been saying that since I've been on the show. I, I, I have always thought that we're overregulated as a country and that that uh, affects the cost of goods sold in almost every endeavor. And so when you the cost of goods goods sold is too high uh, and you can't bring in enough money to make it, you got to sell the stuff at a fair price or you don't sell it and you go out of business, that uh, regulation is just another cost. So. I'm, I'm, I'm a free enterprise sort of guy. But, and, 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 and that said, the bottom line is, and somebody said this, and I think he may be accurate or right, and that is that for Trump to win over some of the people that are very much afraid of him or, 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 or the fact that he's not a conservative is not all that they're afraid of. They're afraid of he's a little uh, volatile, they may say, but they're afraid of all kinds of things. The bottom line is this. This guy thought if he can bring the economy back to where it's booming, and, and it once was, but it's not now. Uh, a lot of people, their, their doubts kind of melt when the cab driver's making money and has a house and he's doing pretty well. And <clears throat> like they're doing in China right now where they have a surplus of income for almost everybody that works there. If we could get to a place like that where business was booming. Uh, All the a, problems go away. A lot of problems would drop. Yeah. No, no. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 
And Let so me, we're me, hoping for that. We don't know what's going to happen, but that seems to be his uh, modus operandi. He is uh, he's smarter than the average guy, and he's said a lot of things, and we can micromanage every little movie he makes and stuff like that. He's probably smarter than we are. The more you studied him, the more you'd like him. There was an ox- awesome expose on him in his office for an hour. Anyway, we're, we're traveling on. I'm going to end with this. Again, I think that we've all become a little more criminal than we were 20 years ago. Basically, generally speaking. And I think that we're going to have a lot of newly formed happy people because we're going to get rid of that criminality. We're going to get we're going to go back to being, you know, Bill Clinton did a lot of wonderful things for us. But he also said, you know, you can lie about it and get away with it. He set a tone. And I think that tone is officially changing when Donald Trump takes office. And I think it's going to get back to law and order, which he wanted to be known as, and so forth. And just being doing things from the American way, the American values, and the American goodness. At the same time, having an open heart and an open mind to all. Like he said, even his wall has a massive door in it. Think of the door, not the wall. Since the uh, elections began about a year ago, Kyle and I discovered or made the statement that uh, a revolution was ensuing and that the politicians or your average politician wasn't looked upon by the many, the people out there, because of the poor state of affairs that we were in, the blood, the, the, the no money, the oil, the, just all that. And so inter- integrity is based on the Latin word integral, which means at whole or one. So uh, – Maybe we we can be go train make this shift from being a divided nation to being a united nation. We are divided, and if we were united, that may be better, it may be worse. We don't know, but we're not united. We're divided, and uh, if we can accept that we're divided to the point, critical mass of us can do that. A critical mass of people can accept that we're a divided nation. And knowing what we know, common sense, is that it might be more useful and fruitful for all of us to be united, then uh, a shift could take place. Amen. C.S. was the gentleman's name that wrote in. And one of the things he was saying was is that I said we almost elected a criminal. She's a D student. She stole from foreign governments. Not accurate. What I would like to say is, is that she hasn't been convicted of any crime. As of yet, even though most of the people that I know, how did you say it, Gunnar? What was that one? Just real briefly, it was the one gentleman that did one twentieth of what she did. Yeah, well, and, and he's com- he's convicted of a crime. Well, I, Martha Stewart, when the, the feds come to her door about insider trading, she said to the feds, "Close the door." As she said it, I don't know anything about it. Slam. Well, the fact of the matter is, you can't buy stock and not know about it. So she did time for lying to the feds. About That's not that. the one you were talking about. I was though. talking about Petraeus. No, come on. Oh, man. the guy that took a picture of the. Uh, yeah. The took a picture of the uh, the boat he was on. Right. In other words, there's so many small little infractions out there that people have gone away for. Petraeus has gone away for a lot less. It appears a sailor took a picture of his boat. Violated that, that right. top secret. Did, doing a year in the can. So what I basically meant was is that wow, she is. <laughs> if she isn't, and she isn't in three months. I would love CS to call us back in six months and say that all of this stuff I said hasn't been proven. Uh, she's a D student is all relative because I just don't think she's done anything very well. But that, that, again, is not, you know, yeah, not again, fundamentally accurate. That's my opinion. Yeah. But, again, that's not incorrect. My opinion is that she's a D student. Mm-hmm. She stole from foreign governments. If you watched, uh, if, you went, if you read the book Clinton Cash or, or um, 
watch the movie Clinton Cash. It's free on your uh, phone and study that stuff. They didn't even bring up the um, their foreign. Uh, what was it? Their foundation at the Democratic convention. No. There's so much suspicious stuff going on there. It's unbelievable. So as time rolls out, CS, I would I'll I'll apologize for now and say that uh, all of that stuff is incorrect. I don't know it. I shouldn't have said it. But I wouldn't be surprised in two months, three months, six months, you're calling me back saying it was true. Well, and then again, it may be uh, too, too, it may not be relevant to if, if we have a bigger e- uh, evolution of success, then it, you know, all this stuff is yesterday's news anyway. Okay, I've got one more commitment here, Kyle. That's Life host Lois Richter offers a mixed of local talk and easy listening tunes in a laid-back style. Lois is live Thursdays from 1 to 2 p.m. here on KDIRT. For replay times, visit KDIRT.org and click the schedule tab. Thank you, sir. And CS, thank you very much for writing in, and I apologize for making those comments. I want to end with this. The happiest excitement in life is to be convinced that one is fighting for all one is worth on behalf of some clearly seen and deeply felt good. Ruth Benedict. I love it, and I think that's what's going to start to happen to us. And I hope we can all think of one. Our forefathers wanted one party or multiple parties, not a two-party. We should be thinking as one. This is going to this is going to be a comeback. Little things that bring us together. For instance, saying to your neighbor, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Joyous Kwanzaa. You can say Happy Holidays, but not. why not say what you mean? I'd like two things to happen. The city, the city with full of people, I'd like to see them get more jobs. I think if they work, men particularly, I'm not a woman, I don't know about women, but men love work. It feeds their ego, it feeds their self-worth, it makes them feel whole, in my opinion, as a man. Uh, and I'd like to see uh, the economy as a whole pick up again. Ladies, we love you. Two guys in here talking. Please call in sometime, ladies and men. And folks, have a wonderful 16, and we'll see you in 2017.